You know, with all the headwinds that we are facing today, who reckons there's a few headwinds? You know, there's, there's wars, there's violence, there's abuse, there's the truth has fallen in the streets, uh, there's relationship breakdowns, there's financial issues, uh, there, there's famines across the, across the globe, there's a pandemic, uh, there's so much. And you know, one of the challenges I think for you and me in this climate is to remain mentally and emotionally stable and strong because the headwinds are so powerful that they're just knocking us around all over the place. You know, the uh, Hebrew Christians were under intense pressure. Their property was being confiscated, there was persecution, and they were struggling to remain stable. They were struggling to hold on to God and their faith and all the rest of it. So the Hebrew writer calls on the cloud of witnesses to bear testimony, to inspire them. So we read in Hebrews 11, I think verse 22, what more shall I say for time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets. And so uh, he calls forth this cloud of witnesses who under extreme pressure and stress remain stable, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, in every way. Just ask the person next to you, how stable are you? Mm, it's a good question, isn't it? <laughs> so David, against all the odds, you know, he defeated Goliath. Uh, Gideon's hiding away in fear, and he wins a great victory. And then there's, there's uh, Jephthah, and there's, uh, there's all those, Samuel, and all the rest of it. And then there's this guy called Samson. Now, he's an interesting fellow, isn't he? He's found in Judges 13 to 16. Samson was mightily anointed by God with supernatural strength, Uh, to defeat the enemy, to defeat the Philistines. But Samson's problem was he was unstable. He's kind of all over the place. Some people call him a drama queen. Like he was just, you know, he was this way, that way, and the other way. He was all over the place. He He just couldn't stay stable. So he has fits of rage, you know, he gets anger, he's taking revenge, and he, he's, you know, you probably all know, everyone knows the story of, of, uh, of um, our, our friend Samson. So, you know, the heroes of faith went from weakness or struggle to strength, right? <laughs> Samson goes from strength to weakness. He's kind of like the opposite guy in the whole story. And eventually, uh, you know, well, he has so much strength, he could uh, kill a thousand Philistines with the jawbone of an axe, he gets a lion, he rips it in pieces with his bare hand. Who reckons that's some sort of strength? This guy is anointed. Uh-huh. This guy is mantled by God to do something incredible, something very, very significant. But eventually, after all his rage and all his feats of strength, he finds himself on the lap of Delilah. Uh-huh. Falls asleep, the man cut, his hair is cut off, and his strength leaves him. If you know the story, the hair was his source of strength. Once he lost his hair, he became weak. So Samson was gifted, he was anointed, he was strong, but he was unstable. What makes someone unstable? You know, sometimes we're unstable because we have weakness in one area. For example, you may be insecure. So, 
you're unstable, but you're not actually weak. <laughs> you're just weak in one area. And sometimes we've got to not be too tough on ourselves because there may be some emotional areas of weakness or whatever, but overall we still can be quite strong in our lives. So it can trick us a little bit. But Samson losing his hair was not, it would not be an issue if he wasn't a Nazarite. Nazarite was someone set apart specially for God, and there's three things they couldn't do. Uh, they couldn't cut their hair, they couldn't uh, drink alcohol, and they couldn't touch a dead body. <laughs> Good old Samson does all three. Isn't it amazing how you can be mightily anointed by God <laughs> and still kind of mess up? And I think to some extent, we all identify. In some ways, Samson's an encouragement because we, we can all mess up like he did. So we read in Judges 16, verse 19, she lulled him to sleep on her knees, called to a man for a man, and had him shave off his seven locks of head, hair on his head, and his strength left him. But you know what? They made a mistake. They shouldn't have just cut off his hair. Should have taken his scalp as well. Why? Judges 16, 3, 22. His, the hair on his head began to grow again. And we know the end of the story, Samson's strength returns to him. You know, the good thing about haircuts, how many of you ever had a bad haircut? There's a few more of you who have had a bad haircut that I can see. You're not owning up to the beauty about a haircut, there's only a couple of weeks between a bad haircut and your hair being okay again. Hair grows back. Who's glad that hair grows back? Yeah, it's, it's a good thing, eh? There's probably certain people here today online and you feel you've lost your strength. You've messed up in some way or something's happened, facing issues. You've lost your strength. I've got a message for you. You're in-house, you're online, you're worshiping God, your hair is growing again. Your strength is coming back to you. At the end of the day, God wins, the enemy loses. You may lose some strength for a season, but friends, you don't need to stay there. Your hair can grow again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Tell the person next to you, your hair can grow again. Some people are really pleased to hear that. <laughs> and that's the message of Samson, because we're going to get to it eventually. But you see, our God is the God of a second chance. You know, for every setback, there's a comeback. You know, God's always got a better future. There are better days ahead for you. Yeah, you may have lost some of your strength. You may feel weak right now, but your hair is growing again. You're going to be strong once again, and you're going to do the work that God has got for you. Some of you, I don't know who I'm talking to you, but some of you need to hear right now. You feel you're weak. You feel you're down. You feel you're out. No, you are not. Your hair will grow again. You will return to former strength. You will return to former glory and even greater than everything that you've had in the past. Sometimes we think we're down and out, but as long as God is with us, we are never down and out. With God, there is always hope. There is always a future. There's always a comeback in Jesus' name. Tell the person next to you, get ready for a comeback. Come, we gotta to talk to each other this morning, folks, because we need this message. Now, Steve Furtick, that speaks of five pillars to see how stable you are. So we're gonna do a bit of a stability test. You all right for this? Just as well you're seated. 
because you can stay stable there. But there's a guy found in Genesis 49, verse three to four, called Reuben. Says, Reuben, you are my firstborn, my might, and the beginning of my strength, the excellency of dignity, and the excellency of power. This is a phenomenal person, eh? But watch what happens next, verse four. Unstable as water, you shall not excel. Reuben had a lot going for him, a lot going for him, like Samson, but he's unstable. And so as a result of that, he was not going to excel too much. You know, if you have a camera, there's a cameras out the back there that you can't look at right now. You shouldn't be. Uh, but it's stable. That camera is stable because it sits usually on a tripod. So the camera, is, it's just steady because of the tripod. You take it off the tripod and it's going to be all over the place. See, stability is not about what happens on the outside of your life, on the surface, that makes you go up and down. The issue is the stability that your life is founded on. So if you have stability in your life, then it doesn't matter about all the stuff around you. You stay stable. And this is it. So, are you ready for five areas? <laughs> a bit challenging. You're going to be good in some and you're going to be useless in some, but that's okay. You can improve in all of them. So number one is, are you stable in your emotions? Emotionally stable. I don't know. Is there anybody who's emotionally stable? <laughs> I'm not sure there are, but it just depends on how unstable you are in your emotions. So to find out whether you're emotionally stable, actually, I should probably ask your kids <laughs> or your husband or your wife or your boss or your friend, because you're going to say, oh, yeah, I'm emotionally stable, and people are going to say, like, what? <laughs> no, you're not. So that's how we need to maybe find about it. So when I talk about emotions... <laughs> Most husbands look at their wife and think, oh, pretty emotionally unstable. We think, some would say, hearing, listen to this, some would say men are more emotional than women. Thank you for that overwhelming response right there. <laughs> I thought at least the woman would say, yeah, that's right. So, Samson's wives would cry, okay? Emotional. Samson would kill, which is a stronger emotion, crying or killing? So hey, we all got emotional <laughs> issues in our lives and we need to try and deal with them. See, God gave Samson passion and emotion, but he used it on his preference, not on his purpose. He used it for what he wanted in his life, not for the things that God wanted to do in his life. So instead of delivering God's people from the Philistines, he marries a Philistine. So he's just all, this guy's all over the place. He's unstable. We don't want to be like him. So can I just want to say something right here? Your feelings are not always the facts. You know, you, you some of you sitting here, you feel you're unworthy. That's not actually true. So your feelings lie to you. you. You may feel you've been hard done by. Just because you feel it doesn't mean it's true. So we've got to try and, emotions just lie to us all the time. And the devil rides on our emotions. And usually he's telling us how useless we are. We're never going to make it. We're failed. We might as well quit and give up. He just, and we feel it. We feel I can't make a comeback. But because you feel it doesn't mean it's true. Anyone with me today? 
Don't be afraid to say amen or something as I go, all right, just so that I know someone's awake in the house. It helps me a lot, all right? So just don't trust our feelings uh, because they lie to us all the time. And uh, (laughs) the good news is this, you know, someone said this, being controlled by emotions will limit your future to the level of your feelings. You limit your future to the level, if if you're controlled by emotions, so your emotions say, I can't do this, so you don't do it. But actually, you can do it. So your, your emotions limit your future. So don't be, tell the person next to you, don't be controlled by your emotions. Mm. <laughs> That's not easy to do, is it? It's a, it's, it's a pretty hard one. But I wanna say to you today that you can become more stable in your emotions. You can. <clears throat> Uh, how? You say how? Number one, pray into it. Start praying about it. Number two, find some scriptures that talk about your emotional deficiency. <clears throat> I know what I'm talking about because I've done it. I've done this. Years ago, or I don't know how long ago, I, I, I realized I was emotionally unstable in a certain area. Okay? So I thought, oh, this is not good because it's affecting me. It's affecting people around me. So I began to pray into it. And I then researched scripture. I found some scriptures that talk about this area that deal with this area of emotional instability that I had. So I began to read those scriptures on a regular basis, meditate on them, declare them. <clears throat> and over a period of time, I'm now I'm far more stable in that area than I used to be. You can become more emotionally stable in Jesus' name. <clears throat> you don't always have to be the way that you are, but there is a bit of work to do, a bit of process you gotta do. You can't just hope that you're gonna become more emotionally stable. But I tell you, it's worth working at, it's worth investing at in your life. You know, Isaiah 26 verse three, here's a good verse. You'll keep him in perfect peace, it's emotionally stable, whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. When you trust more in God, it helps you to be a bit more stable. Now, for example, you might have a, your emotional stability maybe in the area of anger. So you, you get angry too quickly, too often, or you overreact in situations. What are you gonna do about it? Pray about it, number one. Two, find some verses. There's heaps of verses about anger, folks, and about not being angry and staying calm. You find some verses on it, pray into it, declare them, prophesy them, believe them, and then even beyond that, ask for help. Get some help. Get some help. It's available. You don't have to do this on your own. It takes a bit of humility to acknowledge you need some help. But listen to this verse. James 5, 16 is fantastic. It says, confess your trespasses, let's say your emotional stability, to one another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. Sometimes you will not get your healing until you get someone to pray for you. So important. Don't try and do this on your own. So, are you emotionally stable? If you're not, that's okay. Just work on it. Just don't leave it because it can trip you up too much. Deal with some of these things. Number two, stable in your commitment. Stable in your commitment. How many of you know there's a big issue today? It is a massive issue today. People just, people see commitment as kind of like, you can't control me. You can't tell me what to do. You can't, you know, whatever, it's, it's, it's a hard. But if you allow your emotions to determine whether you keep your commitment or not, you'll never be stable. You know, if you, you say, well, I'm tired today. I'm a bit downcast. I don't feel like doing what I'm meant to do today, so I don't think I'll do it. Unstable. When you stably commit, you do it regardless. 
You, you do it whatever, no matter what's happening in your life, you hold on to your commitments. See, Samson was told, there's three things he was told not to do. He did all three, why? Because he wasn't stable in his commitment to his Nazarite vow. He was unstable, he was not committed. He wasn't stable in his commitment. This, I think, to me, is similar to being dependable. <laughs> stable in your commitments, like being, de- ask the person next to you, are you dependable? <laughs> oh man, I'm getting nasty now. Boy, there's hardly anyone said a word then. Come on, ask someone, are you dependable? (laughs) Oh dear, I like this one. See, some people you can depend on 100%. Is that right? Their word is enough. I'll be there, you know they'll be there. (laughs) Some people say, I'll be there, and you know they probably won't be there. Or you're just not sure they're gonna, I will ring you. Some people say that, and you know they're gonna ring you. Others say that, and you think, yeah, whatever. Anyone know what I'm talking about? You're dependable people, their word is all you need. I will be there. My name's on the roster, I will be there. You don't have to ask me a second time. I'm committed. I'm stable in my commitment. I'm stable in my commitment. How the church needs and every organization is built on people being stable in their commitment. Unfortunately, our good friend uh, Samson was not. Let me give you um, a great scripture on this one. If you need to be more stable in your commitment, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 58. It says, be steadfast, immovable. Who reckons that's stable? Immovable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Always. Everyone say always. Always. Yeah. Knowing that your toil is not in vain in the Lord. Immovable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. It's not like I don't feel like it right now. Oh no, I'm going through a bit. No, I'm out, can't do it, whatever. Stable in your commitment. All right, let's go. You ready for another one? The third one, oh goodness. Stable in your ambition. Thinking, what does that mean? If what you want isn't what God wants, your ambition in life, even if you get it, it won't satisfy you. So many people are ambitious for the wrong thing. They finally get it and they think, why am I empty? Why is this not satisfying me? So we've got to always make sure that our ambition is aligned to God's assignment. You see, for Samson, his strength was not pointed in the right direction. He used it for the wrong purposes. When you use your strengths and your gifts for the wrong purposes, you're normally gonna end up in some sort of trouble because it's not what God has planned and purposed for you to do in your life. So we need to be stable in our ambition. In the problem with Israelites, for a season, they would be following hard after God and then they'd follow hard after their own desires. For a season, they'd be serving God, yeah, I'm in them with passion, and they'd go serve themselves. They were just up and down, that's what the judges are all about. You know, they, they, they would serve God for a while, then they'd compromise and they'd go downhill, and then God would send a deliverer and they'd come back up and serve God, and they'd do it for a while, and then they'd go downhill again and get into trouble, and God would send a, it was an upside down, it was a story of just going up and down, up and down. They were unstable in their ambition. They couldn't hold steady in what God had called them to do. 
So we've got to make sure we use our strength for the right reasons. So maybe Samson lost sight of why God had given him supernatural power to deliver the children of Israel from the Philistines. Maybe he lost sight of that. Can I just remind us today, God's given us gifts. He's given us strengths. Use them for his glory. Use them for his purposes. It's so important. Remain stable in your ambitions, stable in your commitment, stable in your emotions. See, the Hebrews 11 cloud of witnesses are a great example of staying stable in ambition. You see, they were called of God, people like David and Moses and others, and they, they held firm to the very end. You know, they never wavered in their ambition, in their calling, and what God had asked them to do. They weren't into it one day and then out of it the next day, or into it one year and out of it the next year. Jesus, stable in his ambition. I mean, no one had it tougher than him, did they? What was his, virtually his last words on the cross? It is finished. Job done. Over and out. Beam me up, Scotty. He did it. Stable. If you want inspiration against all the odds, against hurt, against pain, against rejection, against betrayal, against uh, all the powers of darkness, you know, emotional devastation, if you want a a model, just go no further than Jesus. Because he set his face like a foot and he said, nothing but nothing will deter me from what God has called me to do. Go through hell and high water. Paul was the same. What did he say to Timothy in uh, 4 verse 7? I fought the good fight. I finished the race. I have kept the faith. I have kept the faith. <laughs> I have kept the faith. How many of you know Paul had it tough? He had it unbelievably tough, but he kept the faith through every up and down and trouble and persecution and being stoned and left for dead and betrayed and you know all his friends leaving him. Through all of it, friends, he said, no, Stable in my ambition. Kept the faith. Finished the race. That's what we want to be. So friends, I'm here to say to you today that by the grace of God, by the power of his Holy Spirit, you also can be stable in your ambition. You can fight through every obstacle that's thrown your way and get to the finish line, finish your race, keep the faith, and be called up into the presence of God, having done what God called you to do, be stable in your ambition. So tell the person next to you, stay stable in your ambition. Mm, That's a good one, isn't it? Stable in your ambition. All right, fasten your safety belts. We're heading for some major turbulence now. You ready? Ready for some turbulence? So what was the first one you had to be stable in? Motions. Secondly, stable in? Commitment. Thirdly, stable in? Ambition. Stable in emotions. How are you doing so far? You all right? You stable in all those areas? If you say you are, you're lying. Because nobody is. I'm not stable in all of those. <laughs> stable in emotions. Stable in commitment. You're stable in commitment. <laughs> Sometimes you feel like praying, so you pray. Then you don't feel like praying, so you still pray, don't you? Because you're stable in commitment. You can apply this to almost any area. We can't be ruled by emotions. Oh, I don't feel like it today. (laughs) 
What if you never got out of bed until you felt like it? How many of you would not get out of bed? I mean, there's a lot of us who would not get out of bed. So you can't live your life based on your emotions and whether you feel like doing something or, or you don't feel like doing something. So here's number four, and we've only got one more after that. And this one is stable in relationships. Mmm, stable in relationships. Samson got into a lot of trouble listening to the wrong people. Question, who are you listening to? Who are you listening to? It's massive. It's astronomical. Spent too much time hanging with the wrong people. Hanging with the wrong people. So he was spending time with the Philistines <laughs> that he was meant to be killing. Like, I mean, how do you get it that wrong? Well, he did. Well, I tell you how you get it that wrong. You're unstable. Your passions are not in line with your assignment. You get yourself in all kinds of trouble. So there's few things more important than right relationships, right friendships. Online in-house, hear me well. I cannot overstate the impact of your relationships on your life. Make sure you got the right people around you because Samson didn't and it devastated and destroyed his life. Uh, you need friends that are gonna feed into your destiny. They feed into what God's called you. They feed into it. They encourage you into it. They support it. They don't draw you away from your destiny. You know, some people are jealous of your destiny. They're jealous of your fire for God, so they just want to take you away from it because it makes them feel better. You don't want those kind of peoples around you. Let me give you a verse for this. Proverbs 26, 12, 26. If you can read this one with me, it's a good one to read to you. Come on, let's read it together. The righteous should choose his friends carefully for the way of the wicked leads them astray. Choose your friends. Choose your friends. Carefully. Carefully. Do you hear it? Some of us, oh, I'm so pleased they want to be my friend. No. No, don't go there unless they're the right person. Choose your friends carefully. You're better with no friends than the wrong friends. We all right? Who are you listening to? Who are you listening? Somebody needs to hear this online. And now, who are you listening to? In this time of turmoil, of pandemic, of uh, wars, of violence, of truth falling in the street, and all the pressures coming against you, who are you listening to? Can I encourage you? Listen to men and women who walk with God, who are on fire for God, who are stable in their commitment, stable in their ambition, who are going for God with everything they've got. Listen to them. You know, sometimes we listen to no hopers. Sometimes we listen to people who've messed up their lives. We look at them and their life's in, in free fall and we go to them for advice. Oh my goodness. How unfortunate is that? You would I know you would never do that because you people here are smart, but there's some people that aren't here and not online. They haven't worked that out. <laughs> See, right relationships help you to be stronger. So you need people around you who are gonna inspire you Inspire you in your faith. Inspire you to hang in there. Inspire you that you're gonna make it. Inspire you that God is with you. 
that God has great days ahead for you. People are gonna stand by you through thick and thin. That's the sort of people you need, friends. They're gonna give you godly advice, not humanistic advice, not natural advice, but advice that comes right from the book here. Godly advice. Oh, I, man, I'm stuck on this. This is so important. I can't stress this point enough. One wrong voice can take you down the wrong trail. How many of you know what I'm talking about, eh? It's so important. See, Samson <laughs> wouldn't listen to his parents. Told him not to marry this Philistine. If you keep listening to the wrong people, if you keep leaning on weak, unstable people, don't be surprised if they let you down and you fall yourself. I'm gonna say something really carefully. Don't throw stones at me. Uh, in this season, you might need some new people around you. This season, you might need to let some people go. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> no one else is gonna say amen, so I said what I said to myself. Last point, stable in your faith. You know, on a faith that's up, here and down, there and this way and that way. You know, I trust God today and I don't trust him tomorrow. No, no, stable. If you're not stable in your faith, you can get more stable. James 1 verse 8, he is double-minded. Man's unstable in all his ways. 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Be on the alert, stand firm in the faith, act, act like men, be strong. We need to be stable in our faith so we can deal with ambiguity. We can deal with mystery. We can deal when things don't go the way we thought they should go. We can deal with injustice. We can deal with things that don't make any sense. That's, that's, a kind, that's what I call a stable faith. And you need people who can feed into that side of your faith. You know? And what you need to do is stabilize your faith now, be in the word, be in prayer, be in worship, you know, be in, in, in serving God, all those things. Strengthen your faith now so when the storm comes, you're strong, you're stable. You can't suddenly get stable when the storm hits you. Get stable now. I want to finish this off just by reading uh, uh, Judges 16, 27 to 30. It's probably going to come up on the screen there because this is the last end of the story. Now, the temple was full of men and women. All the lords of the Philistines were there, about 3,000 men and women on the roof watching while Samson performed. Then Samson called to the Lord saying, O Lord God, remember me. He's lost his eyesight by now. I pray, strengthen me. I pray just this once, O God, that I may with one blow take vengeance on the Philistines for my two eyes. Samson took hold of the two middle pillars which supported uh, the temple and he braced himself, made himself stable against them, one on the right and the other on the left. Then Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. Then he pushed with all his might. The temple fell on the lords and all the people who were in it. So the dead that he killed at his death were more than he killed in his life because his hair grew again and his strength was restored to him. Samson took hold of two pillars. He braced himself and he pushed with all his might. You know when someone's trying to push you over? <laughs> what do you do? You brace yourself, you know? When people come to pray for you and wanna, want you to fall down, some of us are. We brace ourselves, right? Break, when you brace yourself, you get stability. This is a season to brace yourself. Brace yourself against the winds of adversity. Brace yourself against everything that's trying to cause you to waver this way and that way. Brace yourself. Hold your ground. Quit you like men. Be strong, the Bible says to us. So God can help us stabilize our emotions, stabilize in our commitment, our ambition, our relationships, and in our faith. 
When you build stability into your life, you can withstand a lot. Don't feel bad if you're not stable in some of these areas because we're giving you some ways that you can strengthen those areas. We all need to strengthen some of these areas, if not all of them. You're stronger than you think, is my final statement now. You are stronger than you think. Your hair is growing back. It's time to brace yourself, stabilize, and push with all your might and defeat the enemy and win your greatest victory. In Jesus' name, amen.